Maybe I don't know if the, I don't know if the live caught that opening or not. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it'll be it'll be in the regular the audio show. But ah, uh, fuck. We'll, All right. Whether, whether or not. Welcome to the Off the Cuff Show. It's truly off the cuff. I'm Mike. This is Dave. Clearly. We used to be joined by the underpaid producer. He is at home. He just got back from camping, and he has to make dinner. So um, another Wednesday comes and goes without the underpaid producer. But uh, what do we do on this show? We we talk about things that are going on in our lives and the world and give our take and our thoughts on it. And Even if they seem a bit you. antiquated. Yeah, and we bring you along for the ride, so we're glad you're here. If you're watching on YouTube, you're watching on the Mike the Cop channel. We've long been doing the podcast there, so thank you, and feel free to drop comments in and all that good stuff for the algorithm. Subscribe, like the video, tell people about it, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, hey, hit that plus sign, drop a rating, review, all the good stuff. Do we it. don't charge for the show. We should, because it is it is worth because it is hot millions hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, let's see what is going on in our lives. You a lot, were sh- actually. You were sharing a little bit with me before we went live yeah. about yes. your uh, my dental prowess. Dental prowess, yes, <laughs> yes. So you go it. first, because I seem to monopolize a lot of lately about my life. And I yeah, do apologize for that. You're a drama queen, dude. I just what a I what feel a queen. like I I feel like I am. But Kinsey I would but, have loved you. And see, and here's the problem: is I love, I still love it. Like I love being like the drama queen of what's going on in my life. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what is going on in my life? Uh, I think we did. Did we do the show last week? Yeah, we did. Yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, dude. I, I it's just. I was traveling a lot. I think I mentioned that last week. So I've been back and getting into the mortgage game has yeah. just been way more involved. Can I ask you a question about that? I thought it was. Yeah. So you, you you clearly have kind of made your mark in real estate, in my opinion. I've, sure, I really sure. feel like you have. Um as far as mortgage wise, is this a, is such a different game that you have to like dip your toes in all over again, or is this something you can go? You know what? I can just dive right in because I've been in the real estate game. This is not a problem for me, and people know me. Or is this like a whole new like shampoo for you? Well, it's like um, it's more just like a behind the curtain thing. It, you know what I'm saying? Like. I feel like you could be you could be a great driver, but not understand anything about what's really going on under the hood. If that makes Story sense. Story my life. <laughs> so <laughs> I, that's just the first analogy that came to my mind. So I understand a lot about mortgages from a consumer side, and I know what I'm looking at when I see like loan estimates and stuff like that because I've been helping clients for six years on the real estate side of things. But you don't you don't realize how significant the amount of I guess hoops, regulations, options. I mean, it's it's really <laughs> in in one sense there's a lot of standardization in the mortgage world, and another it's like the wild west. It's mm. so. It's so different, uh, but it's all it's all in the end from a client facing thing. It's 
it's not much different. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's just a lot to learn. And but what about from like the clientele part? Like again, you you've kind yeah. of made your mark in real estate. Is that gonna? Do you think that's gonna end up coming kind of coming back to you? mortgage wise because you've kind of helped a lot of people in in sure your own no way I, and... I think for my business it'll it'll only strengthen it right it's gonna it just creates more opportunities to to offer more to the client it's just a lot like um i, I would imagine that i'll eventually get way faster you know it's kind of like the yeah. first time i wrote a real estate contract it took me like two hours yeah, to yeah, make yeah. sense of it. And now I can write one in eight minutes. You yeah. know, it's not, it's not a big deal. Yeah. So right now one loan application is like two or three hours of, okay, I got to, and it's not that I don't understand what I'm doing. It's that the technical side of the system, as it were to like, okay, now where do I go to, to do this right. and fill what, what box has to be filled yeah. before I send it to, this and there's just login after login after login of every little different piece of the puzzle. So I've just been kind of knee deep in that world, but uh, I, I'm in, I always love a new challenge and learning new things. So yeah, of I've course that's gonna that. be a that's gonna be like a 20 minute process, like at some point, you know. Yeah, or, I think, so, you know what I, I mean. Like I think eventually it'll move a lot faster. So yeah. but another piece of that is I'm getting rid of my uh, where our our lease situation is done November 30th at the office that uh, I have down in Flat Rock. And so now I'm looking at co-working space and reserving an office somewhere local. And I have to, that'll be new. I gotta, I'm going to move my office from here into another space again because you have to have a physical location for your oh, license. Okay. So, uh, so, you know, Michael Hendricks says Dave is a queen and deserves to be treated as one yes, preach. Yes, he does. Yeah. It's, it is true. And then right immediately after, uh, Herb Jerry, uh, he's a K Ike fag ET reprobate. He's burning in hell where he belongs. I am, Dave uh, it's true. It, well, I, I feel, I mean, it's right, <laughs> it's right afterwards. So I'm, I'm assuming that it's me. And I, I gotta say, it's, it, maybe, maybe, maybe it's true. I don't know. Um, but I will be. <laughs> I will be burning with all the people who don't know uh, English very well. And so I hope to see you, Herbie uh Jerry, uh, when, when we finally get there together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot God. of different opinions on Dave tonight, I guess. I, and I like it. I mean, really. So, so anything so, yeah, else that's, new? What's that's, a, like, that's my boring world. I, I, have, not, I have not been... Doing, I'm back. I'm back to training, guys. I I had almost okay. two weeks where I didn't get to train jujitsu, yeah. and so I went back. I did see uh, the Instagram night. of you. You were a little excited on. I think it was on Tuesday. You had been back to the Bears Den, and uh, you were a little giddy. You were like giddy as a schoolgirl, if you will. I was. Yeah, the hairs on my leg were standing up like Joe Biden at a pool. It was amazing. <laughs> That's right, corn pop. <laughs> and uh yeah so let me ask you this so when you come back so i yeah guys and gals he actually mike was doing actually a lot of traveling uh mostly business stuff when you get back and you're here for like four or five weeks what do you do like do you how how do you get back in to like like a nor a back to a normal life do you have to actually like joyce Obviously, she came from Korea, but like jet lag was a huge, huge deal for her. And I get—I'm mm -hmm. not going to lie to you. 
when I go to Vegas and come back or go to Vegas just in general, I have jet lag. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So See, like is that the same thing you gotta... going west? So I, I went two hours. Uh, so I was in Colorado, so it was only two hours, thankfully. Three hours is exponentially worse for me uh, than two. <laughs> One doesn't seem to bother me too much. So if I go to right, Texas right, right. or you know, central time, it's not that bad. Two was noticeable. Uh, yeah. three it's it's a it's a problem. And I don't know if it's like even an age thing. As you as you get older, it it feels it's harder like it, on your body. I don't know. But I do know that when I when I came back, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was it was like I didn't sleep well when I was out of town and so I was exhausted, come back, but I feel like it's two hours earlier. I mm. and mm-hmm. then then I slept in an hour and a half past when I normally do feeling groggy. And it took me about three days till I could like, even last night. And I've been back. It's weird, right? I've been back a week. And last night I like forced myself. I was like, it's 11 o'clock. I need to go to bed. Cause I have to be up like before seven. I have, yeah. to, I, I want to get some sleep. And I, I, I laid there to almost one in the morning. Just like, come on, man, fall, fall asleep. You know, like, yeah, just, uh, whatever so yeah. yeah i have a friend of mine that just got back from australia and he is oh, he is like in the 26 hours of travel back to the states headed east and i think going east is worse than going west some people feel jet lag going going west and other people feel it more going east i don't know what the factor is but yeah I for feel, sure yes that's actually i go, never thought about that if because here's my my reasoning at least for my own self if i go to california which i have to do in october if i if i go to california it's three hours difference that first day isn't too bad because it's kind of like just staying up real late and everybody can do this everybody can power through and stay up first day absolutely yeah so you're so tired and then your body kind of has a natural wake-up time and you'll be up even if you sleep because you're tired, you wake yep. up at kind of like a normal time there. And I feel and like still I can, ready to go, I can kind settle. Of. Yeah, I can settle in to the to a, a time change to the West. But when I come back, that's when it gets me. And it's really it's really not enjoyable. I think that's very interesting because I had I had never thought about the East versus West thing. Going West is is way worse for me. So that's um, weird. I, I, I should say, I should say that's not true. I'm, I'm an idiot. Coming, yeah, that no, no, true. it's, it, it is true. Going west is harder for me. I don't know why. So, um, I, <laughs> good lord, that's just something else. Please don't. Fa- you look great. I felt really out of place. Thank you very much. That's better just to have the picture of you in there. Um, I don't. How, I, I got to figure out a way to flip, flip this. So, uh, Michael Hendricks, I also missed the rains down in Africa, although I didn't experience the rains. I did go to Kenya, and that is a, I forgot how many hours forward. Oh, my God, you, you flipped us. That actually feels weird, Mike. Flip us back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like being here uh, in, the, uh, in the president's seat. Um, but uh, it, I felt fine going east. I, I didn't even feel an ounce of jet lag going east to Kenya. Um, and that was a because we went up into Europe to to Amsterdam and then south. I mean, it was a twenty some hour. I mean, it was like twenty four hours or something ridiculous flight. Got there fine on the going west. When I got home, dude, I was dying. 
when I go to uh, Vegas, I start out okay, just like you said, and then I, I lose the steam really quick. I'm like, oh my God, it's 10 o'clock at night in Vegas. I can't do another minute. And it's like <laughs> 1 a.m. or something. Like It's something ridiculous where everybody's actually like, hey, you guys ready to go out now? Because it's, it's, it's only 1 a.m., you know? So, you know, I get it. That's weird, man. I never even thought about that. Gosh. Yeah. So that's that's really been my life. I'm just trying to, uh, I'm trying to get back in a rhythm. Just yeah, between from the time that like mid August and like our family vacation into other travel that we had going mm-hmm. on, and uh, had some other like stuff happening in the in the personal realm that we thought we thought a move was going to be happening. Literally, I thought it was going to be moving, uh, which was unexpected, but something we were open to, and then that has not that that is in on indefinite pause so just it's just been crazy so i'm i'm kind of excited about uh the next four weeks of just sort of normalcy and then i gotta travel to california and back <laughs> well i can tell you first of all there's nothing normal in california but True. um clearly god is telling you not to move any further away from us and i get that so i mean it is what it is at yes. this point yes that's just that's God. That's not but me. Apparently, I God don't wants care. you further away from me. No, <laughs> yeah, He's okay with me move with me moving further <laughs> okay. away, but not you. Yeah. Um. So my uh my God, dude, I had a tooth removed, and uh, and it doesn't seem like that bad, guys. It was fucking horrible. Like I had it removed on Monday at two o'clock. I got out of there. I I was at my in in the chair at around two o five. I didn't leave until 3.15. That's how long it took to extract this tooth. That seems just so crazy oh, to me. I mean, dude. sometimes it takes a while to get numbed up or whatever, but it seems yeah. like once once it's done, I mean, I don't know yeah. how, how they do do yours, but they usually just saw the tooth in like either half or in quarters and then just yes. pull so, it out. So this is, what, yeah, it, you, you know what? You're not far off. So I had my left side, my lower uh, pulled. Um, I've had... I've had actually have root root canals in both my bottom back teeth, and uh, but neither of them took, which is a little bit strange. But that it does happen. It happened to mm-hmm. my dad. It actually happened to Joyce in one of hers. So my left side I had pulled probably well, I'm going to say six months or or a year ago or whatever it was, and I ended up getting dry socket, and it was fucking horrible. If you, any of you guys have had dry socket, it is. Let me just tell you, I would rather give birth to a a cow then go through dry sock. And I can tell you that with absolute certainty, even though I have never given birth, nor have I ever given birth to a cow. But I can tell you with, with absolute certainty, that's how bad it felt to me, uh, which uh, perception is 100% reality all the time, forever, always. I know that my dentist, when I did have a tooth removed in the past, told me, follow these things because you do not want to get dry socket. She said, the hygienist, you know, the dentist said like, it's the worst thing for, like, they say, even worse than kidney stones, even worse than passing a stone. It's, like, the closest the closest to giving birth pain, but only in your face. Yeah, it's it's horrible. <laughs> and that was it's, enough to scare me into following the rules. Yeah, and, and, and I was telling you before we, before we went on that when I had the left <laughs> side removed, I, <laughs> I wanted to put that up there. Mike Hendricks says, my wife gets dry socket whenever I'm hitting on her. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> I'm dying, dude. I was trying to Mike maintain H- a little bit of composure, but I Mike can't Hendricks, do it. Mike Hendricks, dude, you are the. I know he is just. You need to be an honorary host he's of the a comic show. Relief, you're, you're right? Stealing it tonight. I love oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's actually kind of like made the show so far. Yeah. Um, Easily but, replaced the underpaid producer. Oh god, that was that's not even a that's not even a comparison. But uh, so the left side when I when I had it removed, I got dry socket, and uh, I was admitting to you uh that maybe or maybe not i went to jujitsu right from right right from the, the dentist appointment it's and just, that I, may I, or I may not understand. have been there's, into, there's no I never, time i, I would ever leave the dentist i didn't know and go i to had no idea it did, didn't did, hurt did the dentist just not tell you how didn't dangerous say shit. or how nope. painful a dry socket could be no nope, nothing nothing like that so I blame them, but I would blame uh, I, them. I, I, I'm Are they the same suing. people you went back to on Monday? I, they may be the exact same people, but I don't this know. Is, but yes, this is. I know. Like I told I you know. before we went live, I just I stopped feeling sorry for you. I was like, man, that sucks to be Dave. And then you told me you went to jujitsu, and I'm like, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm dedicated. I, no, you can be dedicated. I'm not doubting your dedication to jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu, well, that's I'm all. That's doubt, it. Then. I'm that's doubting it. your. That's it. Your common I, sense. Never said I was smart. In general, never said I had common sense. As long as you say I'm dedicated, that's all that matters. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> so, so I I went there and it actually I rem, I almost remember like I feel like I can remember when it popped out like the the um uh, what do they call it? the clot and you know and and I'm okay so I get dry oh, socket yeah. and it took me I went back to the dentist three more times because each week what do they do it for wasn't that? getting any better so they actually put um. They give you this crazy medicine. It almost feels like it's a blue dye or something. And oh uh-huh. my God, Joyce is in on this. Joyce, don't you? Say, she's gonna. She's just gonna just chastise the shit out of me when we get she out of here, should. Michael. It's, it, it's really. I know she already partially she really did it, is and now she's giving this. the. I know. God dang it. Okay, but I'm telling. This is the truth. This is the truth zone. Are we not in the truth zone? Your dry like socket has given her yeah. a dry socket. I know. I don't. I don't blame her, man. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so what was what, I don't remember what I was talking about now. This is the see, blue, is the a, blue okay. medicine or something. Yeah, so it's like in. a blue medicine, like in a in a type of a gauze, and they pack it tight in there, and you just kind of try to leave it in there as long as you can, and it's supposed to help stimulate it, and like it numbs that whole area, so it's, there, there is some relief. But what I was discovering is that like no matter what, the thing's always going to come out. You can't just stuff it back in there; it's already out. And then you're gonna get fucking food and everything in there. And it is there is no since there's no clot, it does. It's like I don't give a fuck if I heal or not. Like it, and so I went back three times. The fourth time or the after the third time, they're like, no, no. It was during the third time. They're like, here's the deal: is we might have to just do a suture to try to keep like this packet thing in there, and we'll see how it goes. It ended up being fine, it, it, but it took like. <laughs> A good here's, four here's weeks. The deal. It, was, it was miserable. We are miserable. going to wire your jaw shut. Honestly, it would have been the best thing for me and for my wife because it was it was absolute misery. So this time, um, w- again, I had already had guys. I already had root canals. Like there should not have been any feeling. Didn't matter because I still had feeling. Well, I think I know why now. So on Monday, two p.m. That's when I went to my doctor, uh, the dentist in Waterford, and. They, first of all, they're fucking great. 
And uh, the dentist is like, hey, um, the, the, actually, the guy who pulls him is like the older guy, like who just comes twice a week. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he's the only he's like, I do most of the extractions. He doesn't do much of anything else nowadays. But um, in the guy that I normally see, he actually had a conversation with me about a little bit before that. And this is guys, this guys, girls, this is for everybody. I'm 51 years old. I have never taken care of my teeth. I've, I've always brushed my teeth. I floss. I do the squishy, like swishy, swishy stuff. That is not taking care of your teeth. Taking care of your teeth means that when you do shit, like combat sports or any kind of thing where you might have any kind of contact or chewing ice or anything, you, first of all, stop chewing fucking ice and wear, wear a mouth guard. If you lift weights and you grind, wear a mouth guard. If you do jujitsu, wear a mouth guard. If you sleep at night and feel like you grind, wear a mouth guard. I am suffering for it now. My teeth are have gotten brittle. They're breaking. My back one here that I got this uh, tooth pulled what, had a root canal, but it also, due to being struck, cracked. It was a crack in there. Thankfully, I chose to have it taken out because the doctor, or the dentist there was like, hey, are you sure you want to do this? I was like, yeah, I, I think so. I talked to the other dentist. He's pretty sure it's cracked, and this is why he said it. He's like, okay. He started trying to pull it out, and it was coming out in pieces. He's like, I, you made a really good decision. This thing is in horrible shape. It's decaying. It was cracked. It's in horrible position. When they finally started getting it out, they found out that this back tooth has not one root, not two roots, which is common, two roots, mm-hmm. not three roots, but four roots in it. What? And, and two of those roots are, 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 were uh, fused together, and the other two were fused together. What that does is it creates this huge, like... It's a mega root. Bone, bone piece inside your jaw. So for him to get it out, it took over an hour of prying and breaking and uh. hacking and chiseling, and it was horrible on my fucking face. And uh, they finally got it out. They had to take an x-ray because it was so fucked up. And they're like, dude, we finally got this thing. It, it, it looks good. We're good. And now I'm suffering, and it's hard to wear these earpieces because it hurts so fucking bad in my jaw. So please take Ooh. care of your teeth. And I don't mean just brushing them. Please take care of them. I, I no longer can go without a mouthpiece. I have a fucking mouthpiece, Mike. I have I've a never, mouthpiece. I've never worn a mouthpiece for jiu Dude, I... I, had but a I don't think that, I don't think that I like grind my teeth really. Well, but it's not about that. For so so a a a sports mouthpiece, an actual one. I had one made by a dentist. It actually covers your gums, the upper part of your gums too. That create um, it creates a barrier because the worst damage that you can get is when it, you get hit in the gums and it actually craps or, or mm. craps. It does take it's crap, but it cracks crap. your tooth. And that's what's happened to me. It's not just getting hit in the tooth. It's getting hit in the bottom part of your gums or the upper part of your gums here. And that's what cracks your teeth. I've had several from jujitsu. Now I'm like, and he finally, 51 years old, guys and girls. And I finally, he finally got through to me. He's like, Dave, you you have to understand you have got, you have got to do this. We are taking your teeth from you. I don't want to take any more teeth. The next tooth, your next bottom one, is probably going to have to get a root canal or it's going to have to come out. And I was like, oh, my God. Because at that point, then I'm just going to look like a fucking Appalachian motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> at some point, at some point, 
I have to take care of my teeth. And he actually got to me. So please do not, don't, do not just take care of your teeth, people. Take care of your teeth. <laughs> nice. Learn from me. Please, please, please. Oh, God, it's horrible. My fucking mouth hurts so bad right now. Gosh. Oh, well, let's yeah. get to it then. So that let's we can do get it. You, get your face free. Nope, now I'm that. in it. Now I'm all in it. Nope, it's too late now. What it's do you want to talk about? The talk nine-year-old that got arrested or nine-month-old or... Yeah, you uh, know what, Mike? Or Alfred Kinsey. Which one let's first? just let's jump right to Alfred Kinsey. Let's just jump right into that because you had um you you looked a little bit into it. You said you have what ten facts about Alfred Kinsey, yeah. Um, and I think uh, guys and girls, this is the, what's important about this is actually going to be the sources that we're taking these from because you're going to find out that this guy is. I mean, if you don't know who Alfred Kinsey is, you you are going to very soon. But the reality is, is that he is either. It appears revered or hated on every level that you could possibly imagine the nine depths of hell. Um, so, yeah, what do you got, Mike? Well, we'll just uh, we'll just zip along here together. Uh, Ten surprising facts about Alfred Kinsey, and they're—I'll uh, be honest—they're all surprising to me because I, I only when you brought him up, I only knew uh, pretty much surface things about them like I, I kind of feel like I, a general knowledge if someone would have said uh, right. who's who's Alfred Kinsey I would have said uh, I believe he did some writings during like the sexual revolution period right, like right, right. I that's that's would have been the extent of uh, of my actual knowledge that I would have felt comfortable <laughs> asserting right? <laughs> right so these are all surprising facts to me uh, and so it says number one Alfred Kinsey was one of America's first Eagle Scouts. I mean, I am surprised by that, but I'm not surprised by that, I guess. Um, I mean, being being in Boy Scouts or Eagle Scouts was, you know, maybe common, but yeah, one of America's first. Um, let's see. After just two years of participation here in the ranks, Eagle to become one of the organization's first Eagle Scouts. Okay. That's unusual. Uh, it, it doesn't really, really state how far, like, how close to the actual first he was. I don't know. Number two, Alfred Kinsey grew up in a religious environment. He was raised in a devout mm. Protestant household, uh, attended Sunday school, followed by church. His father's religious beliefs were so strict that he forbade the family, including visiting relatives, from doing any work on Sundays that didn't involve eating or going to church. It's actually, I mean, in the 1920s or whatever, like it's Sunday Sabbath is pretty, common then so yeah and, and he was born in 1894 yeah, so. so that was wouldn't be too weird for the family no. to only visit with relatives go to church and eat <laughs> like yeah it seems that, like it that, and that, work it doesn't seem like uh kinsey's upbringing did little to dissuade him from publishing sex research later obviously uh number three alfred kinsey considered becoming an engineer a concert pianist and YMCA employee. Okay. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that, but I also don't care. Number four, Alfred Kinsey collected millions of wasps. He spent time as an entomologist yes. and collected 7.5 million wasps during his time as an yeah. entomologist. Today, those specimens are housed in the Division of Intervertebrate Zoology at the American Museum of Natural History. All right. Uh, number five, Alfred Kinsey taught a course on marriage. It looks like at Indiana University, he made the academic leap from insects to humans, which we all do at some point. Of course. 
when he was asked to lead a class on marriage, in addition to covering subjects like family relationships and economics, he guided his students to the practical sciences of sexual stimulation, intercourse, and contraception. He sought empirical evidence to explain familiar sexual conventions and social mores, but he found little that was scientifically sound. He sensed a new challenge, one that would confront the repressive sexual attitudes he experienced in his own family. And here's, well, here's a first problem with this. But again, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give some, some leeway to this because this is just somebody writing on the internet. But there's a little bit of an assumption in here that what he was exposed to was actually repressed. And so if you kind of kind of could end up in some circular reasoning there. But as he had in his studies of insects, Kinsey launched a rigorous method of inquiry into the dynamics of human sexuality outside the classroom. Uh, number six, Alfred Kinsey asked thousands of people about their sex lives. To conduct the groundbreaking sexology research, Kinsey and his colleagues interviewed more than 18,000 men and women. Their questions touched upon subjects like sadomasochism, extramarital relations, frequency of masturbation, number of partners of the same or opposite sex. Once all the data had been gathered, Kinsey was able to break down sexual trends by age, socioeconomic status, and religion to assemble a portrait of human sexuality. The study which, demonstrated... Which, which clearly would have been obviously a, a huge deal back in the 30s or 40s, right? I mean, like this... <laughs> Sex just wasn't talked about, so I, I can understand yeah. why this was a big a, a big deal. That's not kind of what what the problem is with a lot of people nowadays. It's not mm -hmm. that he studied that. It's kind of some some of the subject of study and the way he studied it, it that that's like the problem nowadays. Yeah. Well, this is where it starts to kind of shift, right? The study demonstrated that some practices, like homosexuality, for example that were considered socially unacceptable were actually quite common. Alfred Kinsey became, I, I wonder what the numbers are on that because that's, I, I don't feel like that's accurate. Uh, Alfred Kinsey became a household name following the release of Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, 1948, and Sexual Behavior in the Human Female, 1953, two books that are together uh, known as the Kinsey Reports. And hmm. disclosure, I, I've not read the Kinsey Yeah, Reports. right. I, I have I, not I, either. Number seven, Alfred Kinsey had an open marriage. In an era when divorce and premarital sex were judged harshly, Kinsey veered from the norm in his own life. He encouraged the scientists who worked for him to have open marriages, and he was no hypocrite. After his wife, Clara, wed in 1921, the couple agreed to open their relationship to outside partners. In addition to being polyamorous, Kinsey was bisexual, having affairs with both men and women during his lifetime. And then I'm not sure what this the video was not available. Alfred Kinsey left his mark on pop culture thanks to the salacious mm. nature, uh, salacious nature of his work. Kinsey achieved pop icon status, uh, and this is interesting. We went from number seven to number ten, back well, to number nine. Okay, and then back to number ten again. So number nine, oh. number nine. Alfred Kinsey was no stranger to controversy. He was accused by his critics uh, of of supporting the communist agenda by eroding sexual morality and family values in America. Whether that's that an interesting, uh, that's, a, that's <clears throat> an interesting claim there, right? I mean, it is, you know, I think, uh, correlation is a time period piece. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> the, con the controversy surrounding his name hasn't let up since Kinsey's death in 1956. Uh, one area, and this is, this is the, the, the connecting point that we'll probably spend most of our time on, I would guess. One area of research in particular, his findings on sexual behaviors in children, remains the subject of intense scrutiny today. 
He gathered the information using these sections from an interview conducted with a serial child rapist. The man agreed to speak with Kinsey under the condition that he wouldn't be turned in for his crimes. I don't know uh, if I could do that, right? Uh, that, that, that's uh, problematic for me on a moral level. But in a, in a possible move to protect a subject's identity, Kinsey credited his data on children to many sources instead of just one, undermining the integrity of his work in the eyes of many scientists. Now, today, the Kinsey Institute says this was not falsified, uh, that kind of a thing, so the, the science can be trusted or whatever. Number 10, the Kinsey scale inspired other ways to measure sexuality. He was one of the first scientists to suggest that sexual identity exists on a spectrum. I wonder if that was his language or if we are reading that language back into it. I don't know. Oh, According nowadays? Him, yeah, like uh, gender on a spectrum, for example. I see. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that a phrase that is being used in this and is is being read into Kinsey's yeah. work or did Kinsey yeah. actually use the language of spectrum? Yeah, what's the actual know. verbiage and what, what was the actual intent of According his to writings? his scale, people are either a zero, totally straight. Uh, I'm like a minus four. A six, uh, totally gay. Dave's an eight. Or some number in between based on past <laughs> socio-sexual inter interactions. The scale is radical for its time, but in the years since, many sexologists have taken the concept and expanded upon it. In 1980, Psychologist Michael Storms introduced a two-dimensional grid that uh, includes asexuality. Even more variables were introduced with Fritz Klein's Ooh. sexual orientation grid, including See, erotic fantasies, emotional preferences, social preferences, and self-identity. So that is the primer. Yeah, on, but you make uh, it sound Kinsey. legitimate when you throw German fucking doctors in there. Fritz, you know what I mean? Fritz Klein. So can you read nine again? Uh, yes. I had something to say, but I don't remember exactly what it was. It was Despite something... his success, or perhaps because of it, Kinsey attracted more than his fair share of angry critics during angry critics during the 1950s. Scandalized conservatives claimed he was supporting a communist agenda by eroding sexual morality and family values in America. The controversy surrounding his name hasn't let up since Kinsey's death in 1956. One area of research in particular, his findings on sexual behaviors in children remains the subject of intense scrutiny today. He gathered the information used in these sections from interviews conducted with a serial child yeah. rapist. I do, I did, I did read something, and I, I, I have it pulled up on one tab, but I always forget that I usually am in Safari and I'm in Chrome right now. It said that he had an open marriage and he agreed his, he encouraged his students to have them too. But one source said it wasn't just encouraging them to go have those kinds of relationships. He invited his students into his oh, yeah. home and other people to experiment yeah. sexually, taking photos of them, cataloging them and their experiences, collecting various erotica memorabilia from around the world. Yeah. Like this wasn't. It seems to me that, uh, objectively speaking, no no opinion about it is that Alfred Kinsey wasn't just studying sexuality and and putting out the results he was engaged in sexual behavior across m multiple people in his environments and seemed to have a, a a high personal interest in the matter not just an academic exercise do do you think so again as we're both of us are kind of new to this guy right and and we've kind of read a little bit of both sides on here and I, I don't know, because uh, Kinsey was 
kind of we'll, we'll say he was a learned doctor, right? Like you know from from Step Brothers, um, but he should like if he did an interview with a child rapist, shouldn't it be clear that this guy's take on child sexual sexuality is a little bit skewed? I mean, we're, we're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, if the guy is a reasonable doctor, uh, I mean, he technically he's a, he was an entomologist, right? I mean, too. Yeah. But if if, if he's a, a legitimate psychiatrist, doctor, whatever you want to call him, he wouldn't just take this child, you know, sexual predator as as gospel when it comes to what children want. Why is this such a big deal? Why is this? Where we choose to kind of like like fall on the sword on this, like is this really something that just from this single study that he said, you know what, golly, man, this guy was so convincing. This must be what the truth is, despite doing over eighteen thousand interviews or tests on individuals. This one was it? I mean, was this the one where he was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to get to some kids on this one." Was he a was he a freak or what? You know. Well, here's here's a quote from him: "Children could, with the assistance of an experienced adult, enjoy a sexual activity from the moment they were born." Uh, Do you think that? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, that's. It, <laughs> Dude, we're talking about something that happened eight, what eighty some years ago, eighty perhaps years ago. Yeah, is this an even a reality? Like, I mean, I think back to when I was a kid. Um, I when I was I, I first of all I don't even remember when I was an infant, but be, between infant and being the little kid, I had no. <laughs> there was just no urge for any of that, right? I look at my son. Um, who is is more interested in girls now than he was, but he was, we'll call him a late bloomer. Obviously, you know, autism does uh, matter in some circumstances of this because he's so innocent in certain ways. Um, to think that my son, uh, and again, maybe they just say, nope, that doesn't count because, you know, he's autistic. He's not a, quote, normal kid. Mm-hmm. I would say he's more normal than a lot of kids, actually. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but in reality, like, is this strong, even a strong thing? case for that? There is a strong case for that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I can't even imagine being a kid or having my daughter, uh, you know, when she's growing up or my son going, oh, yeah, no, that's you're right, Dad. That's the truth. Because it wasn't true for me. I mean, is he is he living a lie here, or what? Like, what is what is this about? It feels like a lie. Uh, talk to me about that. What do you a, a lie? As in, like, what is the truth and what is his lie? What, what yeah, I mean, maybe both, right? Like, his truth is is a lie in that way. Like, I I've never I I don't think I've ever known any any person on a personal level that has ever come like across and maybe they're just don't want to say it but i can tell you from my personal experience there was never a time uh before i was a certain age um that i was sexual in any manner form or or anything else and i don't remember what that age was but if i can even say that there was an age where that happened or a time period in my life then i've already debunked 
this theory for Kinsey, right? Uh, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, but if it's a spectrum, <laughs> then uh, you know, if there's a spectrum that's dangerous of sexuality for children, then dangerous. You know, some children. And then, then in theory, would be able to make uh, more mature decisions for themselves in that regard. I'm trying to watch my language here, so especially because yeah, it's already bordering on you know, I, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a a fantastic topic in terms of like talking about it's, children in that way. It's like, uh, yeah, but it's, yeah, but who yeah. who wants to research that? Who would who would be interested enough that they're going to do that research? in exchange for not revealing who it was. Yeah. That no, seems, I think you're right. That seems, uh, that seems really odd to me. And yeah, it, it requires authentication, not, yeah. not just replication, but authentication. And so whatever Kinsey's assertions are, they cannot be trusted. Now, the Kinsey Institute, I, I, I just looked on the Kinsey Institute. They, they assert that his studies are to be trusted. Oh yeah, and, the, and that's that's a that's an interesting take because yes. how do you authenticate it without actually speaking to children or observing or engaging in behaviors with children to confirm to authenticate what you're trying to replicate repeatedly yeah. to demonstrate this as a social science, right? And and honestly, Mike, does it matter? In the end, does it matter? It, it, I get it. Everything is in the name of science supposedly matters to certain people. I, I get that. But, um, you know, people study all different kinds of things all over the world for all different kinds of reasons. Is there a reason to study the sexuality of, of children? Honestly, I mean, is, the, is there, should there be money in something like that? I mean, like, I mean, you put your money wherever you want. But yeah. let's be honest, like you're really like you're putting yourself out there. Is is there really a um, is there a business for this? Is there a reason for this? Yeah, it, it, it seems confusing to me why I, I get that that this. OK, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. If if Kinsey were here right now, we're interviewing him. If he were to tell me right now, you know, Dave, this I, I'm glad you asked. I think this is important because um the deviancies that we see in society, I'm not even saying they're right or they're wrong. However, if we can learn about the deviances uh, in, in children, in infants and children, due to social structure or, or parental issues, perhaps we can find a solution to the trauma that has, is given to them at certain ages then I'm going. Okay, well, that's still a little bit off for me because, man, you're t you're talking about little little kids, but that's not his argument. He's just kind of like going, "Hey, here's the deal. I talked to it." it okay, I don't want to say it. he just talked to a guy who has a, rapes kids or whatever, but um, it just seems off to me. Why 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 study this, right? Why why study this and and why is this a celebrated thing today? You know, mm -hmm. is it, you know, I, I have an article here if you want me to. So I actually, I just looked up Wikipedia real quick so we can just give just some quick, not even statistics about him. So Alfred Kinsey, uh, he was born June 23rd, 1894. He died August 25th, 1956. So he was 
fairly young. He was in his 60s. Uh, he was an American sexologist, biologist, and professor of entomology and zoology. He wasn't a dumb guy who in 1947 founded the Institute for Sex Research at Indiana University, known as the Kinsey Institute for Research in Sex, Gender, and Reproduction. Best known for his writing Sexual Behavior in Human Males, 1948, and Sexual Behavior in Human Females in 1953. Notice how that took a lot longer to write, you know what I mean? Uh, also <laughs> known as the Kinsey Reports, as well as uh, for the Kinsey Scale. Uh, Kinsey's research on human sexuality foundational to the field of sexology provoked controversy in the 40s and 50s, which clearly makes sense. But I feel it like... They they just kind of ended there. Oh, uh, you know, it was it was one of those things that was controversial in the forties and fifties. Not today, <laughs> but I'm thinking, are you kidding me? That's why I want to talk about him right now. It absolutely is controversial well, in today's uh, day and age. Yeah, and here's why. Uh, let me pop this back. Let me pop this in here. So this is from Opindia, uh, I think. Yeah, Opindia Op- or Opindia. Like I think it's a play on words. Death anniversary of Alfred Kinsey, father of sexual revolution, who claimed babies have orgasms, child rape benefits victims. So, so um, mm. he, uh, this is more of his background, his his interviews. His most famous research subject, subject was the 1944 interview of sexual omnivore who had a history of having sexual encounters with men, women, boys, girls, animal, and family members which took about 17 hours to be recorded. The results of his interviews were published in two separate volumes. We've talked about that, the Kinsey Reports, right? Yeah. Um, he said, among the, this says, among the many shocking findings in his reports, arguably the most scandalous was one about young children, as young as infants observing orgasm. All orgasms are outlets, he said, and equal between husband and wife, boy and dog, men and boy, girl or baby. There is no abnormality and no normality. Not only... Did Kinsey hypothesize that infants are orgasmic from birth, but he also suggested that incest relationships and pedophilia benefit children. In his writing, Kinsey asserted that there were no proven medical or other reasons to forbid incest or adult child sex because, quote, children are sexually and potentially orgasmic from birth, womb to tomb, are unharmed by incest, adult child sex, and often benefit thereby. So that's, that's a quote from him. Uh... Kinsey, according to, it says a woman's right group, said regarding human sexuality, Kinsey opined that humans are naturally bisexual, but religious precepts and prejudices have forced people into chastity, heterosexuality, and monogamy. See, and isn't that the kind of the problem is that they keep talking about the 40s and 50s, and we know that the 40s and 50s, it was a very different time. Sure. But but this is 2023, and it still seems a little bit... A little bit weird to me. How 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 have well, we that's... gone past? How have we like blanked out and just gone? You know what, guys? This may have been controversial back then, but it's okay now. I I think the explanation is relatively simple, and from my perspective, I feel like the seeds were planted by Kinsey uh, as like a weed. <laughs> it's it Kinsey's Kinsey's. Uh, assertions about well let's i i i I would i could make a case probably for all of his stuff right but zoning in on the on the main controversial thing 
that is that was is still considered an eyebrow raiser today thankfully still considered an eyebrow raiser is involving children is this is a weed in sort of like the cultural garden that has just not been dealt with it hasn't been cut out it's only grown and now it now in culture it's confusing to know where the root of that is where the weed begins and where the, where the flower <laughs> right. actually is how to care for that cultural uh garden as it were and the the roots the roots of this are are poisonous right even if even if some conclusions from inter interviewing people about their their sexual activity or thoughts or or whatever else uh yeah it's well i on the surface again i approach i approach this literally not knowing next to anything me about too kinsey so I did not come into this with a bias. We titled this episode "Friend or Foe" because we, you, you found something that piqued your curiosity yes. about him. So we said, "I wonder what the deal is with this guy. Is he getting a fair shake? Is it a, is it is it unfair?" And yeah. without diving into the Kinsey report itself, if these quotes are to be trusted, and if the basics of these factual things are to be trusted, I. Uh, I am to I am to say at the very least extremely concerned at the with, least yeah. with with you're being nice about it but a yes. how his research was conducted and b the science of it in terms of its conclusions let's so I I do have to say so I thought like okay we know that uh obviously this was very risque research at the time which is yeah. funny that nowadays this is considered like, oh, no, that's just what they did. It's it's cool. And if you heard anything weird or different, it, it's not true. Don't even don't even pay attention to it. I got something here for you. This guy was born in 1890, whatever. Um, I got to tell you that uh, the first <laughs> Labani was uh, conducted in 1936. Okay, a woman who suffered from <laughs> age depression, sleeplessness. It was de- deemed a success. 1936, not uh, probably 10 years later, is he started his own practice of that. So to to say that things uh, back in those days were a little more archaic, uh, you know, is kind of an understatement. They were performing lobotomies while this guy was starting to get this ideology for like sexology and things of that nature. So it's, it wasn't just normal science. It wasn't just like, Hey, it, nowadays you can say, Hey, look, we, we come from a very different approach than we did in the forties. And I would hope to God you're understanding what I mean when I say that, because they were performing lobotomies back then. And yet somehow if this is all true, with children especially um it's it's not only it's disheartening obviously but it's like how is nobody questioning this maybe and maybe he did some really good things as far as like we'll say the like sexual freedom of human beings that just you know that have felt pent up and what whatever that's fine but man like do we just ignore this whole child portion of this, or from what I read too, and I, I, I would have to look guys and girls, I'm, I'm not, 
I'm not like pulled up with everything that I want to be pulled up with. Um, but there were things that he like had experimented on women in, of, in the such too that were like, wait, what are you? Wait, what? It was just really different stuff back then. And it almost feels like a kind of a Frankenstein issue. Like he just kind of got, he got carried away with his work. And, and yeah. we'll, we'll, to say he was a, a sexual deviant now is like, you can't really say that stuff now, right? Back then as a, okay. as a homosexual or, or bisexual, <laughs> yeah, you could say he was, oh, he was a, he was a deviant. Um, but there were some things that he like, there, there's some writings out there just, man, if they're true, even if a well, fraction he, of them are truth, his, it's it's really kind of it's weird, you know. He he's he still would even be crossing some serious lines in most institutions. You would think these days with inviting his students to come participate in yeah, sexual activities that's a little with bit him, off, right? Right, like and with him and his wife or whatever. And so the other thing is, you could have a scientist. Let's say that discovered uh, I, and this is literally kind of like random maybe something like this exists I, I have no idea let's say somebody discovered discovered um a, a new element on the periodic table of 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 char- the charts you know or periodic table of elements whatever a new a new chemical uh yeah. or element yeah and <clears throat> He did his science. He's got it all back. Here's his lab logs. Here's this. And it's like, well, yep, no shit. Here's a, here's a new element. And Michael Hendricks with the wind, pedophilium. Uh, yes, that is the element that Kinsey would have discovered. I don't know. This one, this one is a good one. <laughs> this isn't gay. It's science. Google it. Alfred Kinsey, 1938. <laughs> oh, you guys are Oh, the, the comments are fired tonight, guys. They um, are. But let's just say somebody discovers this element, right? And then it is it is found out that that scientist who in the lab had gone through all the, the appropriate channels and discovered made, made an important discovery that mm-hmm. now is like a part and parcel of, of so many things in our society because of of this element. Right. And it's discovered that he had he, he had. Uh, forced one of his children to have sex with him he was he, he had committed incest by mm-hmm. force right so rape and incest we we would not necessarily throw out the science because yeah, we would. of the we we uh, in this day and age you're right the cancellation uh, they would i wouldn't yes. do it you wouldn't do it but yes. there is a cancel society that would Val- absolutely do valid. that valid but you you to my point, I get you though. Where I'm saying the two are kind of separate. But what's yes. weird about Kinsey is that I don't think that the science was legitimate. <laughs> like, yeah, I think the, lo- looking at this, yes. <clears throat> just because you were an entomologist and then transitioned into the field of biology, um, the ethics of Drew says the ethics of experimentation and measurement were very different in his time. Yeah, I they probably Absolutely. were. And social sciences were kind of like in their infancy as we understand yes. them today. So I, I just I'm not but home sure. Ed, but home ec class was fire, bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't know. Is it kind of like a <clears throat> man, what's the reptile in the Spider Man movies in this the Spider Man saga? The bad dude or He's a bad guy or whatever. Ah, fuck is he name? used to be. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 
he, he used to be Osgood's or whatever, like partner. Uh, and he ends up injecting his own self with his, his yes. serum that he makes, you know, Kinsey was like injecting himself with his own research. Yes. And I think, I think it yes. wasn't, it wasn't separate. Like here's my scientific research. Here's my perverted personal life. life. Yes. These two things are so interconnected. The science cannot be trusted and the life cannot be trusted. It's just yeah. so blended together in a way that the whole thing just seems corrupted, right? Is corrupted in, in its entirety because of that. So like how how do you how do you claim what well, you're claiming with any sense of objectivity do, when so, you intermixed yourself into the research and it became like a self-fulfilling prophecy of desire. Is he though? Well, you're, you're okay. I, I'm just asking this because of the nature of it, and and I already know the answer. I think because he actually involved uh, his students in his studies, but um, it's possible to be somebody who is completely sexually free, and I mean like in every single way, and still put out excellent information and and do like crazy good research. Sure. The problem is, is that it seems like you said, he mixed business with pleasure. <laughs> oh, yes. That's what it comes down to. Like, that's what it Quite seems literally. like to me. Yeah. So it, it is possible. And it, maybe he would have been more credible had he been, so yeah, he goes, you know what, guys? Yeah, I'm a freak or whatever. Like, I get that. I, I don't act on this stuff. But I've done 18,000 interviews with people I don't know. I've never known. They've come to me. We've met at a an area where there's been five of us around. And, you know, I could see more legitimacy. Do you think that, do you think, um, do you think that matters? Honestly, do you think that we are, being too hard on him in the 40s into the 50s. No, no. Okay. No, I, I, I you know, that's why I think it's important to ask no, these questions. No, because I, I was thinking, man, what's a decent example of this? Uh, have you ever seen The Imitation Game? No. With Benedict Cumberpatch? Um, it's it's a, based on a true story, a period biographical thriller, blah, blah, blah. The film's mm -hmm. title, uh, the name of the game, Cryptant, cryptanalyst Alan Turing proposed for an answer to the question it was uh can machines think right he basically mm. pioneered the first what we would call a computer and it was to break uh, the German enigma code and basically it, it helped us win the war faster right because we broke okay, their yeah, code yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. well Alan Turing was a homosexual and this this plays into how he was treated you know, on a personal level and professional yeah, yeah, level, yeah. but Especially back his, then, yeah. his code breaking, what he, the, his, his scientific work was one thing. The, the battle he had against the legal aspect of homosexuality at the time, or what would have been considered in circles, deviant behavior at the time by others in religious circles that Kinsey would have come from or whatever. They, they were, he was the same person experiencing both things, but his yeah. research wasn't driven right, right, to right. free himself from what he perceived to be sexual oppression. Right. So I my guess you, my sure. my take would be even even if Kinsey is right, if this if this makes any sense, even if Kinsey's conclusions are right, 
his research is garbage. I think if because if of his, because yeah. of how he interwove his own personal Life. issues with sexuality yeah. and understanding of that into his research, I I think that. Even if it was considered okay at the time, I, I think you would look back at this and go, we can't trust this. This research is not to be trusted. We should not be it, basing sexual uh, yeah, education it, it, on these theories. Yet, a lot of people that are putting out sexual education books for elementary age children now yeah. do so oh, yeah. based on the fact that Kinsey is influencing them to think it's healthy for them because we're all sexual beings from birth. I, I got. I have a question. Again, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate pretty much till the end here. Um, I'm I think actually this is proud important. of myself for not just like slamming this guy. I I'm the. I believe me, I, and that's why I felt like <laughs> this is the first time I think I've ever taken like this crazy stance on devil's advocate. Like pretty much the whole time. Do you think that we don't have enough information still to make a educated decision, like a, like a, a guess? on how this was all. I think we have a pretty good idea, but we haven't been through 18,000 interviews. We we haven't actually read all of the excerpts of his mm-hmm. findings. I can tell you that we probably are on the same page with this, but do you think there's more to be discovered here than than both sides are letting on? I feel like there's a side that is trying to keep things hush hush and hidden and hey don't even think about that 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 wasn't even a thing back then here we are now and then people are going look this is the it's seeing the light of day and here's a couple excerpts let let us uh let us parachute into these things so that you can behold the glory of all that i have uncovered yeah i think i see what you're i I see what you're saying i feel like yeah for for a full, fair, honest treatment of his work, I'd have to read his work, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. However, if... (laughs) However, right. Where I'm at now. If, in fact, his research did involve to understand children's sexuality, if it was truly only limited to a 17-hour interview with one person who had raped everything from a dog to a, a kid, right. including would, yeah. people he was related to. Yeah. If that's what happened, then you can't base... Everything else is junk. You cannot base anything other than what did one person who was willing to force himself upon children... Yeah teach you about his mindset i don't think that you could you you could or should base how do you educate or discuss sexuality with children based on that interview or reading back the idea that says well all these people are sort of repressed sexually it must be uh conservative protestant thinking that's the problem right no, the, you, you, yeah, I think you like, said that perfectly. That's where I feel like on the surface of what I've been exposed to, to Alfred Kinsey, I feel like his research is nothing more than self-fulfilling prophecy. I, that's, I have to say. That's my impression from a distance. And I, right. And I, I'm and with if, you. And I'm, I'm being literally as objective as possible with like everything that we're kind of reading through is all the same stuff. You're, you're seeing the same things I've been exposed yeah. to. So – 
can I say that Kinsey was a was a a, a pedophile? I don't know. Like, right. a, a, it seems that he was at least willing to entertain the thoughts involved right, in right. asserting certain things about children, which is absolutely sickening. Yeah, and concerning at the least. Right. If he didn't act upon that, I guess that's a better. <laughs> But it also uh, but not it, turning in somebody in the name of research that would have weird. done this is is definitely weird. Like definitely yeah, weird. It is weird. But also, kind of what gets me is that I had a very difficult time finding actual excerpts of uh, articles, books, and research. Uh, more so than it was just easy to find articles uh, going one way or the other. So that that also is kind of a red flag to me. But I got to tell you what I like. I know we we are not getting kind of like the normal viewage on this topic um, that we would normally live. You can but I got to say buy a, you can buy a hardcover American Sexual Behavior and the Kinsey right. Report, January first, nineteen forty. I believe that <laughs> for sure. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of live excerpts on like that. You just go, okay, oh, you're right because of this. I'm reading it right here in black and you know black and white. But I got to tell you, so again, our viewership isn't like super amazing tonight. That's cool because the the comments from the right side of what we're reading right now from the people who are, are listening is is probably some of the best that I've seen. Like, like this is pretty – it's an incredible conversation going on in the comments. And so I really appreciate because I've actually kind of been trying to it's hard when you're doing this. It's hard to kind of like look over there and, and try to read things as they're coming through. But the, the discussion has been very, very good. So hopefully that actually gets people talking about it, because I'm actually even a little bit more curious this time than than like I don't, I don't know that much. Uh, what I right. what I what I saw on Instagram was a clip that somebody was reading an, an excerpt and it was horrible. And I was like, "Wait, is this true or not?" Like, because that's what I said. We, our the, the motto of our podcast is question everything, right? So I started looking into it. I'm like, "Huh?" So I wanted to look at both sides to that. And so I think I, I hope that you guys have kind of seen that we're trying to take this really like neutral tone to this. Um, although we kind of all are falling onto the same side of the sword on it, but um, yeah, so it's 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 an interesting discussion. Well, I think it's good to to look at these things because. You know, even even if you come to the same conclusions as people who fall to the quote unquote right on this, right? Yeah, uh, who, yeah, right. who 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 are asserting a conservative sexual ethic, uh, religious uh, sexual ethics, whatever. Even if you fall over there, a lot of what I did see from that side didn't really dive into the work. That's they what I'm saying. Of, they kind of mention it, right? And then they kind of like just push it back to what they want to yes. say. Yes, which again. I may agree with some of their conclusions even, but we, we have to we have to like actually deal with the real the real work of of digging into it. Right. So yeah. to, to to be fair. And yeah. so there's there may be more to be discovered. But on the on the surface, if these things being asserted by third party, like the facts about Alfred Kinsey, if these things are to be uh, understood as remotely accurate, then we've got big problems with Kinsey. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, Michael, he says which side is which. Uh, right is the side that doesn't believe in being kids, I'm sure, assuming since left pretty much supports it. I don't know, Mike, man. I, 
Dude, I have some. I I have a, a lot of liberal friends, and none of them are like really big into banging kids. So, I would say the I modern mean, left, what we mean by that these days, is different than classical liberalism. Yeah, on the for left. sure. So yes and no. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I know what you're saying. It's just that it's tough because I have like I have good friends that are are pretty liberal. Um. God, it's it, I hate that. You know, I mean, it's it is tough because we know what that means, right? This this whole pinging everybody against each other, and the reality is like, yes, there's there's very much differences between the right and the left, if you want to call it that. Um, but man, let's let's know. Like we, I'm pretty sure that most of us want the same things. We just don't have the same agreement on how to get there, and and some of us rely more on the government in order to kind of like. Uh, light the way, pave the road for us. Uh, I don't do that. And I know that there's a lot of Democrats that do do that. They're very big supporters of government at times. Not all the time, though. Uh, so I just, I don't want to get pegged into that, you know? I just I just don't want to get pegged into that. Like I said, I have good friends. And I mean, we're going, we're literally going to, to Nashville next week, which means I won't be here for the Wednesday thing. Just to let you know now. Um, the, <laughs> it's nice well. that I can tell you, tell you now on live, uh, on the air. But, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm visiting some friends. And some of them are, you know, they're Democrats or they're more left-leaning. And none of them want to bang kids. To my knowledge, I've never experienced that. So you know, but I, I get, I, I get. I've it. come, I've come but to let's... a point now to where, without, uh, and I don't, I, we're not going to change topics into this, but I, I believe at this point, if you if you do vote for whoever is going to be the 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 Democratic National Convention's candidate, you're a complete fool. <laughs> like, well, and again, a fool. Like there's I, there's there's. A major, I'm, I'm with ma- you. I would have a major concern with somebody. That said, I'll tell you right now, I I am very disappointed in all of the so-called pro-life conservative Christians who still are mm-hmm. chumming up with Trump, who literally just came out and said he thinks Ron DeSantis's decision to stop abortions at five or six weeks is a bad decision. Yeah, that we've got to have a compromise. That's like, yeah, should you murder people or not? I don't know. We need a compromise. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting, right? <laughs> I'm not going right? like, to change topics. I'm just saying. No, it's going to You're right, it's, though. It's not like I get it right and left, but there's there's issues all the way around and that's why you need a you need a you need some principles. You don't need yeah. parties, you need principles, right? And both parties, their principles are poisoned and shifted. Yes, thank and you. And I just happen to think that economically the ones the the poison well on my right <laughs> will, will help my family build a better future than the other one right now but yeah, the whole it. thing reeks of 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 death and decay and <laughs> i want it all gone <laughs> yeah i'm with you man i am with you term limits take the money out yes yes good stuff, can you imagine though. how many people would want to be in congress if what you got was the median income of your or of your district or your where you representing could you imagine how many people would really want to go serve that's you know, why they I know used to one be person. called statesmen and they would serve a term and then come back home and go to work yeah. i know one person to do it buck chase be the most money he ever made in his whole buck life chase he never You're made so much me, money his whole day i gotta life. go down to dc and yell at a bunch of these fools and i'm gonna make twenty seven thousand dollars a year <laughs> welcome to the government then 
You might well, well welcome me right now, red, white, and blue. These colors don't run. And if I can dress like Fetterman, count me in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, this is a little little supersized compared to normal. Uh, maybe we'll save some of the other interesting goodie stories for later. But we're gonna save your tooth. We're gonna save my uh, thank my you. Workload. I do appreciate that. I'm gonna go. Uh, you already had a couple of couple of pops. I'm gonna go I did. have one myself on the back patio yeah. with a fire and chill yeah. out for a little bit. And and again, seriously, thanks again, all you guys that are commenting. Um, is actually this. I, I have to say, it honestly was like it was very entertaining, not entertaining in a way like funny, ha ha ha. Um, but it was it was a great discussion. I thought that you guys had just put out just a bunch of gold there. So I really appreciate the comments. And I don't think that we don't see them. A lot of times we do, but we're just it. You know, the conversation moves. Boom, you're onto another subject or or a sentence. So it just happens that way. So good stuff. Good stuff indeed. All right, folks. Well, uh, we will we will not be here next week uh, because Dave hates the show. And maybe yeah, maybe the week it's after true. that. <laughs> you bet. If my tooth's ready, ready to go, yeah, I, mean, I think I'm getting another tooth pulled out. I'm getting another I'm dry socket, man. Oh Oof. god, don't say it. Don't, don't say do it. it. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace.